You don't hear the dogs barking? By Juan Rulfo. An old man carries on his shoulders his only son, who's been wounded. He has to cross a mountain in the dead of night to get to the next village, where there may be a doctor to look after him. Both their lives unravel in the journey. You're sitting on top there, Ignacio. So if you hear a sound or see light someplace, tell me. Don't see anything. We ought to be close by now. Yeah. Don't hear anything, though. Look properly. Don't see anything. You're a sad case, Ignacio. The black stretch of shadow cast by the men continued to weave up and down, scramble over rocks, dwindle and belly out, treading along the banks of the arroyo. It was a single, staggering shadow. The moon came rising steadily from the earth, like a rounded-out flare. We ought to be reaching that town by now, Ignacio. Since your ears aren't covered... See that you listen out, in case you hear dogs barking. Remember they said Tonaya was right on the far side of the hill? And it's been hours since we left that hill behind us. Remember, Ignacio? Yes, but I can't make out that thing. I'm getting tired. Set me down. The old man took a few steps back until he met solid rock that he could rest against, but he wouldn't take the load off his shoulders. Even with his legs starting to give, he didn't fancy sitting down, because he wouldn't have the strength afterwards to hoist up the weight of his son, who all that way behind hours ago, they had held him load on his back. And since then, he had been carrying him like that. How are you feeling? But he hardly spoke, gradually less and less. Every so often he seemed to be sleeping, every so often he seemed to grow cold, trembling. He realized when his son got the shakes from his shattering, and from the way those heels dug into his sides as if spurring him on, and then the way his son's hands fastened around his neck, juttered his head like a rattle. He clenched his teeth so as not to bite his tongue, and when that spell came to an end, he asked him, You're hurting a lot? Some, he answered. At first he had said, Let me down here. Leave me here. You get on by yourself. I'll catch up with you tomorrow, whenever I get the strength back a bit. About fifty times he said it. Now he wasn't even saying that much. There hung the moon, straight ahead of them, a large red moon that flooded their eyes with light and stretched and darkened their shadows along the ground. Now I can't even tell where I'm going, he said, but no one answered. The other man was sitting up top, flash in the moonlight, his face drained of color, 
bled to a blurred pale sheen. And there he was, right underneath him. You hear me, Ignacio? I can't see too great, I'm saying. And the other kept quiet. He went on walking, stumbling along. His body would hunch over, and then he'd straighten himself before stumbling once again. Some road this is. They told us Tonaya was on the far side of the hill. We've already passed that hill, and Tonaya nowhere to be seen, nor any sound that might let us know we're close. Why don't you want to tell me what you see from up top there, Ignacio? Set me down, Father. You feel unwell? Yes. I'm carrying you as far as Tonaya, no matter what. There I'll find someone to treat you. They say they have a doctor there. I'm bringing you to him. I've been lugging your weight now for hours. And no way am I dumping you here so anyone that just happens along can finish you off. He staggered a little. He took a few steps sideways, and then he straightened himself again. I'm carrying you to Tonaya. Set me down. His voice went low and soft, all but a murmur. I want to lie down for a while. Get some sleep up top there. I've got you held tight, don't I? The moon rose steadily, near blue in the bright sky. Light bathed the old man's face, damp with sweat. He screwed up his eyes to keep from looking forward, now that he couldn't lower his head, what with his son's hands gripping tight. All of what I'm doing here, it isn't for you, sir, that I'm doing it. I'm doing it for your late mother, because you were her son. That is the reason I'm doing it. She would give me an earful had I left you lying where I found you, sir. Had I not picked you up and taken you to someone that could treat you like I'm doing right now. She is the one who keeps me going, not you. For a start, because I owe you nothing but troubles and scandals and shame. He sweated as he talked. But all that he sweated, the night wind would dry. And over the dried sweat, he would only sweat more. I'll get you to Tonaya if it gives me a hernia, sir. So somebody can treat those wounds they gave you. And there's no doubt in my mind. Soon as you're feeling better, you will go back on your nasty old wonders again. What should I Get at this stage, just so long as you get lost someplace where I never again hear word of you, just so long as that. Because I don't look on you as my son anymore. I curse whatever blood of mine flows in you. Whatever part of you comes from me, I curse it. What I said was, May the blood I gave him rot in his kidneys. That's what I said when I got wind of you out brawling the roads, earning your living by robbing and killing folk. 
and decent people like that. And for one, there's my compadre, Tranquilino, the man, sir, who baptized you, the man who named you, sir. He was another one unlucky enough to cross paths with you. From that moment on, I said, that is no son of mine. Have a look if you can see something, or if you can hear something. You should be able to, from up top there, I feel I've gone deaf. I can't see anything. Pity about you, Ignacio. I'm thirsty. Tough it out. We ought to be close by now. Thing is, it's the dead of night, and the lights must be out in the town. Although at least you ought to be able to hear any dogs barking. Make an effort and listen. Give me a drink of water. We got no water here. We got nothing but rocks. Tough it out. And even if we had, I wouldn't set you down for a sip of water. Nobody's around to help you back up again. And I can't lift you up all by myself. So thirsty. And sleepy. I remember when you were born. You were no different then. You'd wake up hungry and feed and go right back to sleep. And your mother would give you water because you drained all her milk. Never had your fill. And such hunger in you. I never expected that over time that hunger would go to your head. But so it did. Your mother, rest her soul, wanted you to grow big and strong. She thought that when you'd grown up, you would be her support. You were all that she had. The other baby she was expecting killed her. And had she been alive today, you'd have only killed her once more. He could feel that man he was carrying on his shoulders stop gripping with his knees and let his feet hang loose, let them swing from side to side. And his head, up top there, seemed to shatter as though he were sobbing. He felt drops, heavy and tear-like, falling on his hair. You crying, Ignacio? What's making you cry, sir? Is the memory of your mother, isn't that right? Not that you ever did a thing for her sakes. Such awful things you gave us. Seems like, instead of affection, we made your body 
brim with something wicked. And see now, you got yourself wounded. <laughs> what about your friends? All killed. Still, they didn't have anyone. They had every right to say, we've got nobody to be feeling sorry for. But you, Ignacio? The town lay right up ahead now. He saw rooftops gleam in the moonlight. He thought the weight of his son's body would crush him as his legs buckled under him in the final slog. The first shack he reached, he leaned back over the curb of the footpath and he let go of the body, in a flop, as if they dislocated every joint in him. He found it difficult to unpick his son's fingers, which had been digging into his neck. And when he pulled free, he heard dogs barking all across the surrounds. And you couldn't hear them, Ignacio? He said. No. You couldn't even do that much for me. Thank you for listening. I'm Gabriel Porras, professional voiceover artist. Visit me on gabrielvoice.com or at radiantwhispers.com to enjoy more great literature.